Champagne soccer. The Premier League season is back. And there's brothers already ready to stick up the place, man. Marcus, for the people that aren't, you know, watching this, they listening, how would you describe your steez right now, man? You're muted. Hey, hey. Hey, man. Shout out to Bankroll. Long live Bankroll, man. Shout out to Cold World. And, man, we skied up, man. Motherfuckers taking my transfers. All right, FSG. Headshot, dead shot. We ain't playing no more. Hey, man. We ain't leaking no more. Whoa, hey, man. Sending threats to your board is next level. But Claytis is a mastermind at that. And I think the bullying has been working, right, Clay? You have to be pleased with these transfers. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm pleased that we're, we're getting the right players, you know, some young kids for the future. But, hey, Marcus, bro, I don't, I don't like these threats and the way you're masked up right now, bro. What's what's going on? Are you about to run up on FSG? What's going on, bro? Hey, bro. Do you, do you need me to loan you Latvia for, for, for a couple of months? Hey, bro. Mm. You're sicko, okay? All I got to say is we dropping 175. I mean, we got to drop 175 to get what we want, huh? 148 for Casado. My math was wrong by saying 148 total, but 148 just for Casado. 75 I'm saying for Lavia. What's going on, bro? Why? I thought I'm out here in a situation where I'm cheating on my my young and Lavia, and, and y'all take it, and I'm trying to go back to y'all taking it. Yeah, man, it's sick. It's sick, man. Y'all y'all live in a sick romance comedy, man. It's like the girl you always wanted, you've been waiting for, but you got a girl. And then when she finally waiting for you, like, oh, hold on, let me let me get this transfer done. And then hey, before you know it, Chelsea pulls up and takes it. But it is what it is. Uh, before we get into that and the man that destroyed the transfer market, how are you guys doing, Anthony Ephraim? Man. Excellent, man. Yeah. Hey. Another day, I'm breathing. Victory seasons early. We don't got money problems like these other clubs. Yeah. We ain't poaching little kids like these other clubs. It's I'm good over here, man. You sure? You guys could have convinced Olise to join you. Hey, mm. he didn't want to. We didn't want to. He's glitching. He didn't want, <laughs> he, <laughs> He couldn't take the pressure. He went to Chelsea because he's like, yeah, I can handle these little kids, these scrubs, you know, these these other names, but not not the treble winners. I don't want to work for this. Nah, you man, talk about pressure. Good, he was born and raised in England, but he plays for France. You talk about pressure. He, he plays for the best country in the world, man. He Does wasn't he scared play? of that bump. Yeah. Does he play? Yeah. He's like 19. What, what, what was it? He's on the under 21s. He, yeah, he was he was, he was called up recently. Yeah, yeah he just yeah, got called yeah, up to cool. the first team. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's that's cool. Country pressure. He didn't want yeah. that club pressure, man. That's fine. Pressure. You guys are signing yeah. Doku. That. You guys want Jeremy Doku? Go look at his numbers. You're gonna be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw the nothing yeah. he's put up. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, D. All right. We'll hey we'll get in all work. that transfer stuff. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm not worried. I'm not worried, man. Hey, Jeremy Doku, <laughs> I know Jeremy Doku very well because he's a Ghanaian descent boy, and he's one of those Ghanaians that he's like Hudson Adoy. We don't even want that nigga no more. 
Hey, man. I was like, hey, man, he ain't that good. Man, we'll, we'll talk hey, about man. that later, man. Before we get into all that fun stuff, let's talk about the Women's World Cup. The first semifinal took place today. Spain and Sweden. It was a great match. If you watch the Swedish national team, they are a very balanced defensive team. They love to hit people on the counter. They're very disciplined. While Spain, they're heavily influenced by the way the men have played in the last 15 years. Very quick one-touch football, a lot of movement. Um, if you guys are aware out there, Barcelona women's team are the most dominant team in the world, so they also dominate the Spanish women's team just like they did with the men's team back in the day. And a hey, up until the 80th minute, it looked like it was going to penalties, but I got to give Spain's coach a lot of props. My man subbed off the two-time reigning Ballon d'Or winner and put on a teenager, and, hey, she put on a show. I want to say her name right because, hey, let me let me salute because, hey, this name, Tomorrow? she's going to be a star. She's only 19. Uh, her name is, let me find it. Her dad is a Spaniard, and her mom is from Equatorial Guinea. Her last name is Paraguelo Aguinguano, okay? Look that up, man. She's nice. <laughs> she scored the first goal. That joint was a banger. And then Sweden answered. And then, in what, the 88th minute? Another banger by Spain. They're going to their first final ever. Did y'all get the chance to see that match or the highlights? And if so, what did y'all think? It's some cold-blooded words. Oh, I'm going to be quick, Aunt, because I only watch the highlights. It's some cold-blooded sisters on Spain, man. <clears throat> like how you said, that young sister, she did a thing. And then it's, I think the young sister was the one 18, the one number 18. Yes. Her first okay. name is Salma, by the way. Salma okay. Celeste Boyle. Yeah, hey, man. I'll say y'all. You got it. Salma, I'm going with. That ice in her veins, type. Okay, I'm right there. I knew she was next. So, hey, salute to them, to them women, man. For sure, and shout out to the coach George Vilda. I had to salute you because I was confused. I'm like, what? You subbing off the best player in the world for a teenager, and it was it was the right move. I mean, I think he she got to go uh, last match too, right? Yep, she did. Yep. Yeah, so she did the same thing. She kind of she she showed up when she needed them to show up. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm uh I don't know. I like I like the women's game, man. I love it. I love watching it. I think it's the quality's gotten better. Um, I think the you know it's I, I don't understand the the vitriol sometimes we get when we talk about the women's game and and where it is. Like, give them the resources you give men, or and I'm telling you, you're gonna find some good product on the field. So. I think it's great. I love the the fact that the U.S. ain't necessarily in it at this point because you get to see the quality of the rest of the women in the world. So, yeah, I'm loving what I'm seeing. And shout out to Sama. I just learned, Marcus. She's a part of your. She's a part of your family. She used to run track, man. She was. She used to run 400 hurdles, and she used to run relays. So that I was wondering. You know, when they have a black, a fast black person in Spain, they're gonna make you do more than one sport, man. 
Hey, I gotta kind of say that with the shorty that played for Australia, the one black shorty, Fowler, Fowler, bro. She had to play multiple sports, bro. She got too much swag. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now, the second semifinal will be between England and Australia. That's old school beef. That should be a fun match. I think England will win, but hey. You already know the magic of a host nation. Maybe Australia can pull it off. So we'll see soon enough. But um, hey, let's go into what our favorite teams did this weekend. And let's start with the brothers, Cletus and Marcus. Your two teams played each other. It was a nice 1-1 match. Very evenly, you know, contested. You guys also fighting for people off the pitch. So y'all could get into that too and how that bled into the game because both teams played without a traditional holding midfielder. Well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll let Clay just pop this one off because, um, yeah, I got a rant. Yeah, I was going to let you pop it off. But, you know, after what I've seen this preseason and the way we finished out last year, um, for this being our first game of the season, playing, you know, a top six side, I was very pleased. I was very pleased. Um, there were parts in the game where, like, me and Kwasi were watching it, we were like, you know, Jackson should have put away one of those chances or at least hit the target. But overall, like, he showed, you know, he showed a lot and he showed that we could maybe have trust in him going forward. I don't feel like he's going to be able to lead the line completely, but he should promising signs that you know he could be a threat moving forward um I was just glad to have Reese James back even though he wasn't able to play the 490 um we definitely have to manage his minutes that's for sure but everything looked really good I was really pleased man because last year we was shit preseason I was like all right we're look good during preseason playing you know a bunch of huff niggas but like once season starts how are we gonna really good Gallagher may need to, you know he has to go but if he has to ride the bench that's calm with me too um I'm I'm interested to see how Casado is going to come in and how that's going to change change the team dynamic um because I still want us to be more of a creative team in midfield but right now we look more so of a we're not with the bullshit type of midfield so Enzo look good Emma Casado in the midfield I think that's going to be very promising um but yeah I just want Cuckoo back bro I need, I need my goals to come back but first game of the season bro I'm, I'm happy we took that point off of Liverpool it could have got worse to be quite honest too because starting off the game uh Codwell was just like he was getting mixed by Salah on the wing and Salah was having his way with them I feel like you guys could have definitely went up like two three goals early and then we were probably gonna have to fight back um, to get those goals because we dominated play but we were just we weren't clinical um, in the final third and when you guys came up in the final third it was more so like oh they could have scored they could have scored but it was a good game good game better than the United game for sure we'll get into that soon you don't have to throw shots <laughs> ski mask shawty what's on your mind man no, hold on, man. We got our other Chelsea guest this week. Let Mike Say speak on Oh, game, I mean, man. shout out to Mike Say. I heard you were whipping the big body bend. Someone's telling on you, Mike. How you living, bro? I'm cooling, brother. I'm cooling, cooling, cooling. My fault for joining so late. Um, for those who don't know, I'm on this crazy-ass fruit fast. And the only time I can eat is at the end of the day when I go get a salad. So I got the double chicken on the salad and 
having a time over here, but glad, you know what I'm saying? Glad to be here. Appreciate you boys. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. Say, Mike say, before you start, Mike say, I do want to point out a couple of years ago, I was vegan and Mike say was not vegan. It's double. Ch- you heard he heard he said he had double chicken on the salad. He has double chicken on the salad. No, 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 no. I just want to point out. I mean, there was a point in time where all he was eating was what was it, salmon, and now he's on a fruit diet. So I'm just saying, bro, we don't know where this is going to end up. But you know, go ahead. I just wanted to point that out. This reminds me of Donnell Rollins. Shout out to legendary Northern Virginia comedian Donnell Rollins. Y'all might know him as Ashley Larry from the Chappelle Show. He said, I saw it recently. He said, when a black man changes his diet, niggas start asking questions. What's wrong with that, brother? And it's true. That's why Cletus was saying, hey, man, they used to, hey, I remember vegan Cletus, but that's another story for another day. We can't, yeah, It's too much to get it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, next story. but now that is a good observation, Cletus. A fruit diet? Hey, man. How was it helping, Mike? You feeling good so far? You feel energized? Man, listen, bro. I just, today was the first day. Shit is hard, bro. When I get too hungry, I just go to sleep. That's old school. That's old school. That's what I was saying. That's old school, man. Yeah, man. I just, I just, just drink some water and go to sleep. Yeah, man. Because the fruit, the fruit shit don't be working. I still be hungry as a bitch. Isn't that, that's 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 like borderline depression and starvation. Like, I mean, listen. So, <laughs> I mean, listen. It's hard out here. I'm myself. I ain't starving myself because we, me and my girl, we 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 got the whole juicer. We went about a juicer, bro. And then last night we was we like we went crazy, bro. We was up to like one a.m. just juicing shit. So just just I blowing mean, up drink, hey man, bro. Put, niggas nah, went, in, when niggas nah, went to nah, nah, niggas nah. went to Amazon Fresh and started buying banana, uh, strawberry, uh, uh, pineapple. It's it's next. It's next. It's man, next. we could. Yeah. Hey man, this could derail the whole pod because he from is an expert. He can give us game. Yeah, money bags. Yeah, he a vet in the eating healthy game. Yeah, he is. I'm telling you, man, he can yeah. give us a lot of game, man. Yeah, he's looking at us like you peons. Yeah, like hey, man, these <laughs> niggas are amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I t- nah, I just say this real quick about being a vegetarian. It was a struggle at first, yeah. but I got it. I got it. I got it nailed down. Six years in, we good. Let's keep it going. More power to you, brother. Oh yeah, you you you're a good man. You're a good man. And, good and, man. And Clay, before we resume back to our conversation, you know, saying I don't want to derail us. You know, back in the day, niggas was ignorant. You feel me? Back in the day, a lot of stuff was about. Back in the day, you mean to today? Nah, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking straight now. I mean, I won't go vegan, but I understand it more. You feel me? But yeah. Let's get to it. All I know is I remember when Jay Z and Beyonce was vegan for a month, and then I think I didn't hear from it, and he's ever since. All right, that's all I'm gonna say, man. But anywho, yeah, Mike, we got a lot. I got questions, but first, break down what you saw on Sunday. First game of the season, Stanford Bridge. You guys dominated possession, played well. What did you think about the overall game? And your recruitment strategy so far. Um, okay. I'm gonna be a mouthful of pause, but I'll, I'll start from the defensive side. 
Um, so let's talk about the two center backs, two, well, three center backs. Three center backs played um, relatively well. I mean, Thiago Silva, Thiago Silva's class, we know that he did his thing. As it relates to Levi Caldwell, I do think Levi Caldwell started off a little antsy, could have been a little bit more physical with Mohamed Salah. But at the end of the day, that's Mohamed Salah, so you have to give him respect. You know, usually from a coaching standpoint, you're like, bro, we don't respect nobody out there. But no, that's naive. If you if you're a real defender, you know what you're doing. You're going to study your, your opponent. And and I don't think the aggressive, aggressive thing is the best thing to do with Mo Salah. So, I mean, he was a little antsy, but eventually the game caught up with him and then he was able to do his thing. Um, uh, other side, uh, Desasi, uh, number two, our new signing from Monaco. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I told, like I told Clay this, for the coaches to have put this gentleman in without any preseason and he just got there a week. It tells me that, you know what I'm saying? It can only, it can only lead me to believe that something was happening in practice for coaches to believe like, you know what, nah, this motherfucker could, you know what I'm saying? He could start today in a game against Liverpool at home without no preseason or nothing like that. So, I mean, uh, he started off shaky as hell, boy. He was getting his, he was getting, he was getting worked on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it was bad at first. Um, a little late, a little slow to um, break up passes and everything like that. But for like once um, he settled in, he got a little bit better defensively. And then obviously that goal gave him the confidence that he needed. Um, moving up to midfield, uh, Connor Gallagher. I'm not the biggest fan of Connor Gallagher. I, I respect Connor because he works hard. And like, you know, saying like just in like Little League or anything else that you guys do. Everyone, anyone's going to respect you, even if you don't, if you're not the greatest at it, everyone's going to respect you because you, you know what I'm saying, you're putting your best foot forward and you're working hard. So that's the vibes I get from Connor. He's not that great, you know what I'm saying? Claytis talks a lot about having class on your team, you know what I'm saying? And like people that are just next, he's not one of them, but like he's a great utility guy. But sometimes he can be shaky. Yesterday, well, not yesterday, on Sunday, he did a, he did a pretty decent job. Um and personally, to me, Enzo Enzo Fernandez had, um, I think, the best game he's had in a Chelsea shirt. Uh, I'm going to just say it like that. I mean, we've seen a couple of glimpses here and there last season, but, I mean, totality, we were some shit, and everything that we put out looked like some shit. I mean, there were some glimpses here and there, but from a total standpoint, I think Enzo had a great game. Distribution was good. Physicality was good. The heart was there. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to Enzo. But hopefully that, you know what I'm saying, that continues to be the case um, moving forward this season. Uh, wingbacks, wingbacks were, I mean, wingbacks were the wingbacks, bro. I mean, I feel like those are the two best guys on the team right now. One of the two best guys on the team right now when they're not injured. And that's Reese James and um, uh, uh, Ben Chilwell. So, you know, um, they did their things. Um, uh, you could see that there's like a nice little link up on the right-hand side with, um, one of the other sorry ass forwards we have named Raheem Sterling, but we'll get to that uh, when I get into the forward side of things. Um, and then, oh yeah, so yeah, we're here. We're at the forward. So forward, Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling and Jackson. Let's start off with Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. Uh, I mean, he's been shit all preseason. Um, this game, he wasn't as shit. He did well. He did uh, average. He was good. It was above. He was above average. But, I mean, coming from Raheem Sterling, I think that's a bad thing. I mean, it's Raheem Sterling. You have championship pedigree. You've been winning with City. I would expect a little bit more from you. I would expect for you to lead lead the, the, the young ones. But, I mean, that wasn't the case. But it is what it is. He didn't stink up the place. And he did all right. Um, and Nico Jackson. Bro, 
I fuck with that boy. Yeah, he he's one of them boys. Like he works hard, and then he also has like the talent there too, you know. And so I'm I I I like the way he played. He wasn't as clinical, um, you know that that pass the pass uh, that Reese gave to him, and then he shot, and then he skied it. I feel like if it's Holland or Robert Lewandowski or any one of those elite strikers, they jive nine times out of ten. Make that for Nico at this moment, it could be a six out of ten or seven out of ten times he's going to make that. But in due time, I think he'll be better. But his efforts there, um, the drive is there, and all that. So from a totality, I would give uh, Chelsea. Um, started off shaky, but I'll give him like a seven and a half, eight in terms of performance. Um, on the terms of Liverpool side. Liverpool, bro, people people be overreacting. I feel like football can be so fickle sometimes because Liverpool, people can say Liverpool this, Liverpool that, bro, but like Claytons was saying, bro, you knocked in a couple of those chances that they had early and the game shot over. Now, we're still having this conversation. We're, we're having a conversation about Chelsea still being the old and Liverpool looking like, you feel me? Um, but with the addition of Moises Casado and things of that nature, I do feel like, In terms of recruiting, I think we've done well. I think we fucked up like Cletus case has alluded to in the past, um, in the first year of bringing in certain players like Aboumeyang and Raheem Sterling and Kukurela and stuff like that. But since then, I do think since now that we have a board, things have tightened up and our recruitment is looking good. Signed Lavia today, you know what I'm saying? Excited about that. You know what I'm saying? Got Moises on the way and then got a young boy in Olise, hopefully, um, it's about the sun. So I like the direction we're going. Hey, Dad. I'm gonna be a happy motherfucker if we add uh, what's the name though, Muhammad from Ghana. <laughs> I'll be a happy motherfucker with LinkedIn, but I mean we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 my evaluation of of, of uh, this past weekend's game. Nice, nice. I appreciate that. Now, I think it's rant season. Go ahead, go ahead, ski mask, shorty. Do your thing, man. <laughs> Jurgen, Jurgen, FSG, whoever that dang on sporting director is, we need to have a combo. It might be one game, but god damn, man. Clock, I'm going to get at you first. <clears throat> Why would we, our legs look dead because our boys ain't played 90 minutes except one time. In the beginning of the game, like the fellas said, they were food. Look at that lineup. I'm looking at it before the game. Who the fuck are some of these guys compared to my guys? As they say in American sports, I could flip the back of my guy's car and he got stats. These other guys ain't played on this level. And we saw that in the beginning. Levi, you couldn't handle that pressure. I can't wait till you come to Anfield. Axel, you got a fucking gift. And, and what's quite funny to me, y'all bigging up this Chelsea shit, and y'all got no goal from the striker. No, no goal from the front. You had Raheem actually working Andy for a minute. You had Reese attacking Andy for a minute. But y'all didn't get no goals out of that. So to me, in my opinion, Ain't shit changed from the year before. Maybe when that cuckoo get there, it'll change. Maybe with the midfield additions, it, I, I mean, I guess the London lifestyle is, is bringing these guys over because if you want to win, them dudes ain't even got European football. 
and, and just to continue to address our, our re recruitment, man, bring me bring me back Michael Edwards, man. When Michael Edwards was in the in the in the back room, nothing was being said until the guy was taking the picture with a jersey. I don't care about no dudes being hitting in London, man. What kind of games we playing, man? But the <laughs> say hitting in London. <laughs> that boy in hotels. <laughs> what we got going on, man? I don't want them folks boy. on my team. They had that boy Caicedo in the trenches, okay? I, 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 listen, bro, I think... I they had him on the end. They had him in the ends at the apartments. That, 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 you feel me? Relax. But I, I feel like on that end, bro, that, that's all FSG phone. The way they played, the, the tactic in which they they chose to go get some of these players, I don't think was the best, man. And it ain't even that. Doing. It's the new sporting, it's the sporting director, the move, and and I would say that because he's an older gentleman. In Germany, you could probably move different with the transfers, and you and he probably did think, hey, just because we are Liverpool, that's gonna persuade these guys who want to sign. But when we hear the, I mean, I don't know if they facts, but when we see see these deals, these motherfuckers get eight year deals. Nobody on Liverpool has an eight year deal. Okay, like. So it's understood. Like, you're not playing the like same type of game. Ty Bowley playing American sports with these with these, with these deals. This dude, I had signed the dudes like they run the Cunha. And it's baseball. Like, yeah, baseball deals. But that's the thing. These players are playing themselves because that's why Mbappe has all the power in the world. He saw what LeBron did with changing the structure of his contracts, make shorter contracts. So you have the power always. You always dictate it. The same thing. Look at, if you guys remember the last decade, look at Cristiano and Messi. Them niggas signed a new contract basically every year because they were smart. Shorter contracts give you more power. So Chelsea is smart because, because Chelsea, look at Christopher and Cuckoo. I lost respect for him because my man led the Bundesliga in goals and you signed a six-year contract. That six-year contract is on a fixed rate. So, for two, for example, two hundred fifty thousand a week. He could get that for six years. That sounds sweet. But look at Mbappe. My man, my man is on nine hundred thousand a week. Three-year deal. He can go get another three-year deal. Get a million a week. Go get another three-year deal, and still have the same cycle. So while you on the same fee for six years, I've quadrupled your money. I have to give you some pushback. Yeah, go ahead. I have to give you some pushback on that, Dan. So the reason why I'm giving you some pushback on that is because not everybody's Mbappe, right? Yeah, but that's <laughs> the point. In terms of the brand, the point, yeah, the you're image. right. Yeah, you know but saying? that's the point. Look but at everyone, even everyone, Mbappe. Everyone. Look at Osman Dembele. Osman Dembele, the same thing. You sign shorter contracts, you can have more power. Look at how he played Barcelona. And then the same reason why he played them is because he took a shorter contract and then added a 50 million pound release clause so that I can dip easy to go get more so money. A lot of, That's what a I'm lot saying. Of a lot of those players, like um, you guys sign Enzo. Enzo, you're supposed to be best young player in the World Cup and you sign a 360 deal. That's why I'm naming those boys. And Cuckoo, you led the Bundesliga in goals. You signing 360 deals. These niggas ain't scrubs. They're supposed to be the best young players. But they signing them long slave deals. So... That's why I think Chelsea is smart for signing them for that long. In the inner workings of their contract, there's a lot of like release clauses. So like after 
like um I think Enzo's like third year or something like that. There's a release clause after and Cuckoo's like third year or second year, depending on how long the contract is, there's a release clause. So I mean a release clause for how much? Yeah, but the a really I'm not sure. Exactly. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be an easy joint. It's not gonna be fifty million. Yeah, and are all of them getting that same money deal too though? Like are all of them getting that same deal? Or is it just select few like Enzo or you know? Hey, Dan, what's funny is I, I equated exactly to the Braves. Look at how they got Ronald Acuna. Look at how they got Ozzy. And this is my thing to you, Mike, say, is <clears throat> let's say right now, for example, Ronald Acuna win the MVP. He's still locked in at that same rate. He got paid, you know what I mean, from the, when the beginning of that 10-year deal. There's nothing changing. Like, so, it, so with, with a lot of – with as it relates to salary – um, everyone, so I've, I've, I've read like a couple of different articles on um, um, just in general, like, so what the ideology is, is that everyone comes in on a fixed rate. Um, the, the rate varies on the type of player you are and shit like that. But then everyone has on, uh, has the, what's the name? What's that shit called? Yeah, um, but those just be one-off deals. We had, we had that with Firmino. If Firmino got no, 11 no, no. goals, he'll get, you know, every year he got 11 goals, he'll get He'll get five million dollars added to so, you know what I mean rent that drop. Right. He'll just get five million. Right. So according to what I read, that's on everybody's shit. That's on every every new nigga that we signed. There's a certain type of they. The incentive is obviously fixed to the type of player you are, right? Because if you're a defensive midfield, I can't be like, oh yeah, score seven goals and you get X amount of money. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's everything is incentivized. You see what I'm saying? So if you're uh a defensive midi, and like if you have games of this many tackles, blase, 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 then you get this. That's how that's how I read it, and that's how it was depicted to me. And so I think that's what is going on in the back end. But I mean, you guys, your concerns is very true. Me as a consumer, I'm eating this shit up, though. I, I'm, I'm happy as hell. We getting these people and getting them locked in. You feel me? But you um, have to. Yeah, yeah it's but, smart. And then also, like, I think another thing is, like, I mean, I feel y'all, though. In terms of player liberation, you guys are um, right on point. I, I agree with you. It, 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 what uh, Mbappe did forces people to be more liberated and more, you know what I'm saying, more take control of their, their situations a lot more. Um, but you go, you also have to realize is you sign the niggas that's, like, when they're 20 years old, 21, 22. So maybe that mindset of ownership or whatever like that isn't, you know what I'm saying, within them, so. It's not even them, it's the agent. The agent wants you to be locked in for seven, eight years. They don't give a fuck. They're going to get that 10%, 15 whatever y'all negotiated. It's the agent that's going to manipulate you. That's why a lot of the top athletes in soccer, the agents are either their parents or one of their siblings because, yeah, they're not going to try to finesse you to sign this stupid contract for seven, eight years. But an agent, a part of a big conglomerate will, because they don't care. And yeah, like you said, those release clauses can help you. But like we know, release clauses are relative. And now that it's been easier to attain because of how the transfer values have been inflated, what is like if Enzo is going for 125, for example, Caicedo is going for 115, and then what is a release clause going to be <laughs> in their contract after three years? $250 million? Who's going to hit that? So 
but that's 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 deeper deeper darker links with the numbers but uh we can get more into transfer talk in a few minutes um let's move on to the match the last premier league match that took place a lot of controversy they already got rid of all the refs <laughs> that that cooked it for united to win uh shout out to that yeah, shout out to Alex Ferguson. After after the match, he was walking around like, "Yeah, y'all saw what I did. I paid for that one." My man was looking constipated though, man. Y'all need to y'all need to put that brother on the scooter or something. He was walking too slow, man. But Ephraim, how you feeling, man? Nice corruption to start the season, man. As we as we discuss in the chat, that shit should definitely not have been a win. It should have been at least a draw. We probably should have lost that match because. Uh, we were outclassed. We were out. What's the word I'm looking for? Counterattacked. I know it's not even a word, but we were we were definitely outplayed that match. Uh, the last 14, I think, matches with the Wolves have been either a draw, a one-one draw, or a one-goal uh, win for the for one of the teams. So these matches are ugly. Like they straight up are ugly, but. I don't know, man. I, I didn't like what we looked like. I didn't like how we kept Casemiro kind of isolated. He looked like he was a little uh, slow and, you know, unconfident uh, or just going into tackles a little reckless, I should say. Um, you know, I didn't like Rashford at the nine. I wish he would have been on, his, on the left-hand side. I wouldn't have started Garnacho. I don't like him starting. I'd rather have him coming off the bench with his, with his energy when the other team is tired. I think he tried to do too much in that match. Anthony, yeah, you know, he's a little hanging fruit, so he's easy to kind of fucking get on about. Yeah, he, he looked like he did last season for the most part. So, uh, you know, Jaden Sancho came on, looked decent when he came on, gave us a little bit of energy. Um, Bruno Fernandez didn't even hear about him in the match. Mason Mount, who, who was he? Um, uh, Martinez got uh, subbed off at halftime for a knock. Uh, Varane looked decent. Juan Masaka looked like he was attacking a little more. He looked a little, a little bit better than he used to. Uh, but but Wolves should have won that match, or at least should have uh, had a draw, um, because uh, there was like you said, there was some controversy. Onana uh, should have got there should have been a penalty at the end of the match. I think, in my opinion, um, as we saw, see the refs come out and say, yeah, they should they they should have given a penalty. Uh, I think, if not mistaken, the ref, the head ref, went up to the uh, Gary O'Neill, the coach of the Wolves, and and told him uh, that it should have been a um, a penalty. So they fucked up. Um, so Nana looked good. He looked like we thought he should look. You know, passing is decent. Didn't have to do too much with the passing, but his passing looked decent. Um, I don't know, man. It, it just didn't look good. I, we looked like we were all over the place. <laughs> Tifo even put a video out already about how bad that shit looked. 17-minute video about how bad that game looked. So, already, when he was one game in the season. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, I'm i still going to wait and see what Mason Mount. So, we'll see how that works out. I'm not going to vilify him yet. Um, I, I would love to see Hoyland get in there at some point. He's hurt. Um, but, yeah, Rashford should not be on the number uh, the nine. He should be on the left-hand side. And uh, it should be like a false nine, Martial if he's healthy. But that Rashford can't play down the middle, man. He don't he don't do what Ten Hag can do. He don't link up play like he wants him to link up play. He you know he he never passes it back to the goal. You know what I'm saying? So he's not gonna hold the ball up. Um, so yeah, man, we need we need some 
we need some structural uh, changes, I think. I think we need to take, make make a change of formation, maybe have a double pivot, want somebody to play a little deeper with Casemiro sometimes. Um, he just looked like he was all over the place uh, trying to trying to play defensive midfield by himself. So, you know, I don't know, man. I ain't like it. For sure now. Got Spurs away next. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be fun. Man, y'all should smoke them. They stink, but uh, yeah, we thought so last season. We had them two nil, and then they came back and tied the match. So yeah. we'll see. Oh, man. What's going on, Mike? Question. Um, I forgot to see. I didn't, I forgot to check what type of what formation you guys running. They had it lined up. I have a follow up question after that. Yeah, go for it. Uh, it looked like at the initially like a four three three, but then like moving up the field like a four one, uh, four one. So like four attackers across with the, with the striker. Um, and so and so was was uh was what did you guys have a holding midfielder and then a CDM or did was it just two pivots and then a, a CDM? It was one CDM. It was only uh Casemiro. Cause um, Luke Shaw played. Luke Shaw played like the half space. Okay. And um, he didn't really get wide too much. They was relying on Garnacho too much, I think, for that. Uh, uh, Wamasaka did a little both of, I think, of inner um, um, uh, overlapping and um, going under and getting inside. Um, but yeah, man, that was that, that was a setup. That's why Casemiro looked so bad. If you ask me, like right. he looked like he was right. isolated. He didn't have any help at all. And he was making reckless tackles. I think. I think he got lucky to. He got. I think he got a yellow card, but I think he got lucky on a couple of occasions. So, yeah, man. Like, we need some structural. So yeah, I, tweaking I, personally, personally, I hate United, but I'm gonna be objective. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I'm gonna be objective. Personally, yeah. I think on the defensive side of things, you you could feel like all hell broke loose and shit like that. But I think just on the defensive side of things, it's just a quick tweet. I do think your width, the width was too much because the way the Wolves were just running through the midfield, bro, and everybody yes. was like a half or two seconds late. I'm like, yo, bro, that's what I mean. Is this like, is this, is this, is this United versus Luton? And and y'all would look, y'all was looking like Luton. Like I was confused. Like you know, yeah. what I'm I just think it was a, I just think it was a whiff thing as it relates to the defensive side of things. Offensively, it just looked like rust, and I mean that's just rust. And so I mean, with with time, it's the first game of the season. And so yeah, if, you, if you look at if you look at it like okay we could correct our our our, our width and and be a little bit more tight and then on the offensive side things will eventually come along when Rashford's playing in the correct position then you feel me and like you said bro Wolves games are always ugly they're like the new Burnley it's even the same with us bro it's always two one it's always one zero one zero one zero one one you know what I'm saying so yeah I mean. I, I don't hit panic yet, but you know. oh nah, I don't think so either. But but my thing is like I, the rust thing. I hear you on for a little bit on that, but but I I just think out of position. Like Marcus Rashford should never be playing number nine, the nine role. Maybe once in a while, but something like that. Nah, Garnacho. He has great energy. He tries to do a lot. I think that is is much more suited for the end of the match. Near the end of the match, seventieth minute, sixty fifth minute. Come on, when yeah. the team is tired a little bit, and yeah. now that we got the longer uh, injury time, I'm shocked. Right? I know what you mean. It's, yeah, it's yeah, hundred yeah, minute yeah, games yeah. now, right? So we got these now. So you get Garnacho on in like the seventy fifth minute or something like that. Oh, he do what he did yesterday. Oh yeah, he he probably going past a couple Wolves players. 
But nah, he he run himself into the ground a little bit, I think, and try to do too much. So I, I think it should have been Sancho, false nine, Rashford on the left, and Anthony on the right. And then obviously Rashford and Anthony switch up sometimes in the game. But but yeah, I think that's how it should have been, honestly. I, I really do. I think that should have been the attack. But you know, I, I think and, that'll change next next match though. And I think, I mean, Clay was saying something. Yeah, did y'all how did y'all look preseason? Preseason up and down. I mean, I think what I think the one good thing you can see with uh, United with the preseason is that even with the young folks that they played the uh, uh, Wrexham and lost, right? Whole possession, they can do that very well. They can pass very well, but it's the final third, right? What are you going to do in that final third and get creative? That's the thing that I think that that needs to be worked on. I think like somebody like Hoyland, if he's what they say he is, paid all that money for him, then if he's if he's if he's that guy. Then he's going to create something for us up there, give us something else to work with. But as of right now, I just think we're going to have to just struggle with like, how is that front three going to look? Where's Mason Mount going to play? How much, uh, uh, where's the support going to be in the defense? Um, if Casemiro's going to be left on the island, you know, I think those are the things we need to work on. Kind of like you said, work on that wide uh, defense and, and the wide aspect of it. You got these fullbacks playing inverted. And so that's, that's another thing. So they had to get back and, and uh, cover a lot of ground. So, but yeah, uh, to, to wrap it all up, United looked like some shit yesterday. I'm not hitting the panic button, but I just know we got some stuff to work out. For sure. And one day we're going to talk about how Cristiano Ronaldo is the Kevin Garnett of soccer. Because once Kevin Garnett came in, you, you know where I'm going with this, Ephraim. Once Kevin Garnett came to NBA, no big man wanted to be a center anymore. Everyone wanted to be a power forward. I'm not seven feet. I'm 6'11". I'm 6'10". Same thing, he, Cristiano. He when Cristiano was balling on that left, nobody wanted to be a striker anymore. And it, oh, wow. the effects have made the game worse, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Same thing in basketball. We only got three centers now. Goddamn. Anywho, uh, I'll talk about Arsenal real quick because that game was dry as hell. First half. Very good. They were up 2-0. Then they went to sleep. Nottingham Forest came back. Shout out to Taiwo. Scored a goal. His wife had a baby. Gave birth to their son. Uh, he played well. But, hey, you get three points, you move on. Unfortunately, Timber tore his ACL. So he's out. We already got injury issues starting across the league. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens Zinchenko is coming back, but you know I don't really rate that guy. Havertz, uh, just a waste of space. A big white man running around, huffing and puffing, shooting ugly. Uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling the team this year outside of soccer. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Soccer, I'm I'm impressed with that guy. feel like a proud parent. I've been watching him play since like 2016. So to continue to see his evolution from the academy to being the main man of our club, and even you can argue England because he was England player of the year. It's impressive. So looking forward to see how he continues to progress. And please don't leave us, soccer. We need you, bro. Help. But uh, Anthony, what did you guys do? First game of the season, it was a walkthrough against Burnley 3-0. How did you feel about the match and the performance and De Bruyne's injury? Yeah, I'm going to keep it short, man. Uh, you know, we won, walked through, early goal. Uh, it was like 
three minutes in. Um, Holland's on fire already. People were questioning him after the community shield, whatever. Here, we, season started already. You got your answer. Yeah, he um, don't score in finals, but anything else, he's ready. Yeah, he didn't score in the past final that we we had. Sorry if you guys heard anything crazy. Finals. I guess messy probably. A, yeah, plural, plural. Um, finals. Yeah, yeah fi- finals, sure. Um, but that was last year, you know. Um, we're New Year. He's going to prove himself. De Bruyne is out. I already spoke on this. Alvarez is our next best playmaker. It may be time for him to step up. Another thing we spoke about last week, about who's actually champagne in the Premier League. And what do you know? Phil Foden made a debut of uh, most champagne move of the week in all of football whoa, last week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this, with, the, with another, with another spinner Rooney move. Away yeah, spinning like the them Africans. Anthony hey, was playing man. with. Yo, it was <laughs> a, hey, the way he controlled the ball. If y'all don't know, you don't, you don't watch ball. You didn't know ball. I'm sorry. It was on every, every highlight reel. It was, and then did. the next day, beautiful. Danny almost showed you how you're supposed to do it. Okay, and then that happened, right? But we're gonna talk about we on city right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Foden man. Talk about De Bruyne thing. not really being important because y'all win without him, anyways, man. Break that down. It's funny. One of my uh, friends hit me with a text that De Bruyne is out. Here comes another another hundred point season loading, and I was like, yeah, you're not lying. Hey, we don't. We don't miss him when he's gone, but we we love him when he's here. Uh, I think that's a sign of a great team. Oh, so you, you know, uh, next man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up, off, brother. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you good. Um, no, you, go ahead. So uh, you guys are better. You you feel as if you guys are better without without him. Not better, no, but I think. But like, are still nah, as functional or as creative? Yeah, I think that's. I was gonna say a part of. Pep, um, I feel like he begged Bernardo to stay. If somebody like that, I think within the team, they knew De Bruyne has, has probably been hurt. He was hurt in the, uh, the final, uh, the CL final, and that hamstring, he, he said he was hurt during the Bayern match, I think, the, when they played away. And so he probably was hurt even before then. And so now you, you probably see why Pep's like, hey, I need Bernardo here because <laughs> I need I need somebody to – a, a stable person. I need, I need an anchor. And De Bruyne, yeah, we will miss him. We we love his creativity, but the sign of a a great functioning organization, not just a sports team, is anybody can leave, and we still about to make some money. So, amen. Amen he's to gone. that. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to yeah, that. Yeah. So he, yeah. he's hurt, but next man up. And so that we that's where how you establish a culture. Um, I see they trying to get some kid from uh, Boca Junior already and so now it's um it's it's unfortunate but the bright side is somebody as from my perspective i I support man city de bruyne basically just sacrificed his body for the club and that's tight man he did his thing and so i won it all already yeah Yeah, he he did it all i hope he gets well yeah hey y'all want conor gallagher But how you feel? Hey, that's funny. But how you feel about Lucas Paqueta though? 
Yeah, he's coming. He's gonna take Kevin's job. Yeah, I'm excited to see him. I believe he's gonna be a great piece, but I was telling Dan a couple days ago, I think the caliber of our team, certain players that have left, like Gundigan and De Bruyne being hurt, the only replacement for certain these certain players are actually two players. Mm. So yeah, we got Kovacic, but he's only one side of Gundigan. We we still need maybe a Calvin Phillips to step up to be the other side. Oof. And then now we have Phil Foden that can pick up one half of Kevin De Bruyne. We probably need Paqueta to do the other or Alvarez to do it all. You know what I'm saying? Because Al, yeah. that's why I say he can Alvarez can make those yeah. passes mm-hmm. and he can score from that deep and forward right. and closer. So he can, he can be that next one. So it may be his time to shine. And that's Hey, next man up. And that's how, and, and this is how City gets prepared for post Pep and post KDB. It's like, oh, how yeah. how do you function? Create with the, the deepest team in the world, in the club. The yeah. yeah, and y'all just signed yeah. a new the young Philip Long to a new contract too. Yeah, little yeah. Rico. I'm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's it's a it's a I got a good system going on, bro. I, I know. I, I, yeah, it's, I like a, it's a machine. It's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. But I, sure. I just felt like when when De Bruyne went down, I felt like you know because I watch you guys from time to time, and it's just like those games where y'all need a goal. It's like he's the one that comes up with it. At that, yeah, that's he true. A, he should be making these worldies. Yeah, he, he do. And it's just like, damn, will that be missed? And then with the with Gunde, Gundayan going and all your a couple of the other players, you know, oh, really? you know I kind of I felt like maybe it would take a hit, but I mean, I, I guess we'll just have to see though. But City do be knowing what they're doing. So. Yeah, they'll yeah. be fine. They'll still win the league comfortably. I don't think any team is good enough to see them in England. Maybe they won't win the Champions League now because those decisive moments, you don't have a pivotal player that can make a goal like Gundogan or De Bruyne did. So maybe they won't repeat in the Champions League. But yeah, they're going to win the PL again. Nobody else is close to them in England. For sure. But uh, let's talk about a brother that was in England and he left. Uh, Cletus's big brother, Harry Kane, you've been critical of his career because he never won a team trophy. But as an individual, he's one of the most accomplished players of the, of the 21st century. So how do you feel about him joining Bayern Munich, Cletus, your other favorite team? Well, common Harry Kane, you know. They've been tracking him since he got on a flight when he landed. Everybody at the club is really happy so far, even with his jersey sell. He's doing numbers. I think that's the most they've sold um, like in a single day for a jersey. So the impact is really big to have the England captain playing in Germany for Bayern Munich. That's that says a lot, honestly. But um, yeah, we, we need him. We need him. We need somebody to score goals, somebody to uh, for our wingers to play one-twos off of. Um, we just need somebody that's also going to be able to help Musiala develop as an attacking midfielder. Um, so, yeah, I think Kane is going to be a good asset to Byron. Um, it's just a matter of how long we're going to have to deal with this guy called Thomas Tuchel before we can get him out the club. Um, but, yeah, because watching that game on, what, Saturday, Sunday, it, it, was, it was a shit show, bro. Uh, Tuchel has until... December 27th. Mm, getting fired on winter break. That's how you see in it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Clayton's 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 bro. Sometimes you're lucky. It's very funny. You hate Harry Kane, you get him. Yeah, exactly. We, you, yeah. you hate Tuchel, you get him. You got him. Oh, <laughs> and they had his real love in Bavaria, his real team. But why? Why? My what was my hate for Harry Kane? It's not his. It's not football related. I just wanted him to be more ambitious. You hate him because he was a man of integrity and honor, and he liked living in London. He grew up with that club, Tottenham. They gave him a chance after Arsenal shitted on him when he was nine years old, and he was faithful to that club for 20 years, and you didn't respect it. Because yeah, our generation yeah. doesn't respect loyalty. No, That's we don't another respect, story for another day. We don't respect losers. Because my thing is with Harry is that he was at Spurs. He developed at Spurs, and he had the opportunity more than once to make that Madrid move or make that United move and what, challenge himself. Be honest, Claytis. When was he supposed to go to Real Madrid? He could have definitely went Harry, to Madrid. Benzema just left this summer. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying though. He could have, if he wanted to compete and be amongst the best, like he would have either pushed to make that Madrid play or that United move. But he was content with being at. At you know, at Spurs, he fed into the bush that he was being given. He's been eating it for six years. I'm sorry, bro. Signing a six-year contract extension at Spurs in the position that they were in, yes, you guys made progress, but it's not to the level to commit six years of your career when you're the best striker in England and you're the best thing that's been out since since Wayne Rooney. I'm sorry. But I mean, he, maybe, that's maybe the thing, though. Gonna... Go, I'll just say this sorry. real quick. I'll say this real quick. Sorry, E. Harry Kane, like I said, he loves Tottenham. I know niggas don't care about clubs no more because it's all about prostitution going to who pays you the most. Harry Kane wanted to be the all-time leading scorer in Tottenham's history. He cared about that. Just like Mbappe wanted to be the all-time leading scorer in PSG's history. He finally did it last season, and you see he left. So I don't know, man. Certain players, they want to do certain things. They want to go down in history because we know in America they have the tradition of retiring jerseys. They don't do that in soccer unless you're like a god like Maldini at Milan or a tragic death happens. But outside Jude of that, there's huh? Jude? Yeah, they Jude. did that. Yeah, they retired his jersey because he saved them from bankruptcy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has to be something crazy to happen for you to retire a jersey in soccer. So Kane, yeah, his legacy at Tottenham is solidified. He never won anything, but hey, I think that I respect him because I see in sports, well, look at in basketball, look at James Harden. He twerks every year and acts like he wants to win a championship. He really doesn't want to win a championship. He just wants to do whatever he wants to do on the court and put up his numbers. Hey, Harry Kane, I respected him. And you know him. He was my op. He always scored on Arsenal. Because, we, you know, every time he saw he's like, man, you guys didn't believe in me. And he'll score a goal. A banger. But, hey, man, go ahead, Claytis. Because, hey, I know winning team trophies means a lot to you for individuals. But it's like, uh, sometimes I feel like team accomplishments gets overrated too much in a player's career. Because Samuel Eto'o won back-to-back troubles. No one says he's a better striker than Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, Samuel See, that, also, that's, that's an open discussion right there. Yeah, but why? It's not even close if you look at club production, yeah, even yeah, national yeah. team production. But that's what I'm saying. I get it. Everyone has their own criteria, and that's what makes these conversations cool. But 
I don't look at team accomplishments as much to say, oh, yeah, you're a better player because you played on better teams. Like when you said Kingsley Coleman was the best wing, second best winger in the world, that was disgusting. But hey, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm holding up too I, I, much time. I woke, up, I woke up on a high that day, bro, and I just I just had to let it go. But wait, wait is, this, is this recorded? Are you taking it back? Is that what this is? No, I'm not taking it back. Oh, you should. No, 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 please. I, I stand by all my comments. Yeah, repeat it. Repeat it for the masses. Yeah, repeat it for the masses. I've seen the highlights, and I've seen, I mean, from my point of view, bro, if you look at Coleman's, like, big games compared to majority of these other wingers, I'm sorry, but he's maybe Mbappe not included, but, like, Rashford's and all these other individuals like Coleman has been consistent. He scored in finals. He scored Name the finals goals. he scored in the Champions League final and what else? He scored That's in uh, I think the was it DFB Cup or he oh assisted in the DFB Cup. Oh my god. But his country to me <laughs> <he's> <laughs> down, like, I don't his contributions outweigh a lot of other like other niggas, bro. Like if you're nah, watching nah. If you're watching the game, watching him play, bro, he contributes more than niggas, bro. I'm sorry. Nah. What, what has Rashford done in the Champions League besides that goal that he scored against PSG? Hey, man. Like, he's in that. 2000. That's what I'm you saying. No, no. Even, even not. Even that. Rashford. Even Rashford. That's but, what I'm but, saying. On, you can't play it both ways because first he'll say, oh, what about the trophies? Then when you bring up stats, oh, it's too much about numbers. Kingsley Coleman is a or final third player. I don't want to – you're not the best in nothing if you've never even scored 10 goals in a league season. I don't give a damn. You're a final third player. I'm not talking about a left back scoring 10 goals. If your career high is eight goals in a league and you play in preschool leagues like the Bundesliga and Liga and Serie A, I don't want to hear that. It's okay, man. Just just, just. When when Saga gets to the Champions League – Where was Kingsley Coleman in the World Cup final when his country needed him? Where was he? Mm. I mean, he wasn't playing because of oh, Mbappe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he wasn't even he good enough to get on the yeah. pitch. Yeah, all right. It's calm. It's calm, bro. It's calm. But, you know, other niggas is not, is not putting up numbers, not doing much. Okay. You know, I talk we not eight talking goals. about – Eight goals. We talking about – Mike say talking he's about talking Coleman. about eight goals, man. We talking about Coleman. You, 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 have the, you have the balls to say what you said about Coleman, but then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it. So what? All right. Yeah, I see this, right? Even in all competitions, he's never scored more than what? I said it. Hey, nine Rashford. goals. Yeah, show yeah, me your yeah. Champions League trophy. In all competitions. Tell them to show me their Champions League trophy, bro. Hey, man, win a Champions League trophy outside of COVID, all right? Win that one. We'll give you your, your COVID community service Champions League against against nobody's. All right, congrats. One leg. One leg knockout state. That's the reason why PSG made a, stuck a in the Champions big, League. Yeah, you're in a pretty big morning. Come on, COVID Champions funny, League. All right. One question. I, got one, I got one question for you then, Clay. If he's so good, would you just pick him over Salah? Peak? If both of them in a peak, you going to pick him over Salah? Hmm. Go ahead and lie. Go ahead, Not bro. even they peak. Salah last year, when niggas said he, he fell off, that was it. still it's way better. Salah, man. Okay. He's okay. Oh, yeah, man. Let's move along. No, no, no. We have to sell the, yeah, we have propaganda to sell because another one of your propagandists, Neymar. Oh, 
the man that this is this is the part of the show we had neymar the man that destroyed the transfer market the man that the reason why all these prices are inflated you know mike say and i we disagree on the value of enzo but it's only because of how i grew up watching the game i feel like enzo is a phenomenal passer for example but when you look at how I look at him is because you wear that number five, you're a defensive midfielder. You're from Argentina. They produce some of the best underrated defensive midfielders in history from Mascherano to Simeone, all these guys, Walter Samuel, uh, my man Zanetti, Javier Zanetti was playing deeper as he got older. And it's just my man for a defensive midfielder. He don't like running. He don't like tracking back. He don't like doing nothing. But hey, like Mike says all the time, the price is the price, I, I and he's right about that. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if like I don't know if I classify him as a defensive midfielder though. Ex I mean, would you have classified? Would you have classified? Would you have classified Jorginho as one? Yeah, he is. Damn, that's what I'm saying. That's but, why they were number they, five. I they were deep line, in, I in they South deep America. Not nah, in South America. Number five is a defensive midfielder. That's why Jorginho I'm, wore I'm five. Aware. That's why Enzo wore five. They're defensive midfielders, oh, but they're the defensive midfielders that don't defend. Like, they're a part of, like, Pirlo. When you guys remember yeah. uh, Pirlo. But remember, with that Juventus team, Pirlo was the deepest. But look who he had in front of him. He had Marquisio, Pogba, and Vidal. He had, he had soldiers around him. So all he had to do was pass. But in the PL, I don't know how effective that can be. But, hey, you guys won a Champions League with that strategy. So, hey, y'all know what y'all doing. But... Back to Neymar. Yeah, back to Neymar. Back to Neymar, because you know when you're highly over, if you're overcritical about Neymar, you know what I'm saying Claytis not going to rate you. So Claytis, I mean, at age 31. Yeah, Neymar, I feel like Neymar. Time, 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 I feel like Neymar time, has time, a lot more time, to offer. Time out, time out. I don't know that that first sentence that you said um, was incorrect because as much as I advocate for Neymar and do rate Neymar. I do rate somebody above Neymar within his generation. So let's let's just keep it up. We'll 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 get to that not, in a few minutes. Not, I don't know what Neymar uh, is the most expensive player in the history of the sport. If you look at his transfer to Santos, which was so controversial, that to go to court and figure out how much was really owed, Anthony. I know you would know about this because Barcelona owes you money. Santos had to take those boys to court. It was a lot of secret fees to the point where Neymar had to say, I won't play for Santos anymore. If I go back to Brazil, I want to play for Fluminense. I don't want to play for Santos no more. You do that, suck of shit. You have your fun at Barcelona. You were great. But then you decide to go on a new step. 222 million pounds, the most expensive transfer in the history of the sport. And in the grand scheme of things, it was a big waste of time. Then they tried to get rid of you last year. Didn't work out. This year, Al-Halal, by Allah's blessing, have come and saved them because Messi didn't take the money. They had bread for Neymar, $100 million transfer. Without a doubt, he is one of the most talented footballers ever. He's one of the most productive footballers ever. But because of the standards of what he had and being a Brazilian, he had he was like basically LeBron James, and we thought, "Hey, you the one, go be, go do it." And we saw LeBron. Some people think he's the greatest. I think he's number two, but you can say 
LeBron has exceeded expectations. With Neymar, even though he's accomplished so much, he's about to become Brazil's all-time leading scorer, it still feels like, man, we missed a lot. So let's start with you, Ephraim. How do you feel about Neymar's uh, decision to go to Al-Halal and his last, you could say, few years in Paris? Well, let's put it in perspective. He went there in 2017-18, right? He only He's only played 22 matches the most. That's the most he's ever played in a season for PSG. So let's put it in perspective, right? I think I think it's a good move in a sense because in that league, it may not be as intense. And I know we don't consider the French League really as an intense league necessarily. But it's probably less more intense than going to a Saudi league. So he may have a chance to play a, a full season, earn that what is it, 130 something million or 120 something million euros he's going to get? Yeah, I uh, think they for a year. 80,000 pounds so every time they there. win. Yeah. He hasn't scored 20 goals in the season since Barcelona. Um, you know, he's he's done, but he's still done pretty productive, you know, for the kind of player. If he's on any other team, you love his numbers, right? But since he is who he is, and he only has played uh, 22 matches. Uh, one time at PSG, eh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you got everything from him because he's been hurt. Um, you know, so you haven't gotten a 20-goal output. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a good move for him. I think he'll be able to get to play. He'll play against lesser talents. He'll probably look like a phenom over there again and uh, probably, probably make himself feel good, revitalize himself. For sure, for sure. I saw St. Maximin doing keep-ups on the left flank having fun. I was like, hey, man, where's the defender? So he'll definitely be able to do whatever he wants over there. Marcus, is Al-Halal, was that the place to be for him? Or do you think there was another option? Um, Al-Halal, I need to know who your owner is because um, this is off topic real quick. The Sheik, yeah, the Sheik, the Sheik, Marcus. Basically, the, the Saudi Arabia fund, which is controlled by the Sheik, bought the the four biggest teams in Saudi Arabia and he's funding the four biggest teams. So the Saudi Arabia in, uh, investment fund owns Al-Halal, Al-Nassar, Al-Atik, and uh, the other club people are going to. I forgot the name off the top. I think it's called the PIF. I'm yeah, yeah. The Yep. So I got a kind of question because I've actually watched. Um, is he going to the same team with Firmino? Mares and um and uh Gucci Gucci headband. Nah, his his it, team has. Uh, is he look. the one going? Don't tell me he going to Hindo team. Nah, 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 nah. And by the way, they beat out Nassar. He's on the team with Kulabali, Ruben Neves, and Malcolm. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. Malcolm actually looked reborn because he already um, got a goal too. Yeah, well. But um, kind of, so I'll just say this, and then I guess this would be something where Clay got an answer when he get on. Um, in my perspective, his legacy kind of is tarnished at this point. If he don't win, if he can make it to the World Cup, if he can rejuvenate himself enough to go to this next World Cup, that he be an impact for Brazil to win, then I think he could be one of those like on that on that Mount Olympus. Probably for like Richarlison's generation to like look up to, but to me, he wasted talent. 
You should have never left Barca. That was the best thing you had. You wanted to be your own guy. You not, and you wasn't Ibrahimovic. And shit, Ibrahimovic had to lead to get to get dang on Champions League, right? So, hey, bro, to me, he was watching. He he he, like I said, he wasted talent. Clay got he gonna defend him, but I mean, yeah, like I said, it's worth a couple bucks for me. Go get your money. We know you, aka Mister. What is it? February or whenever your birthday and your sister's birthday, mm. you get hurt. So it's no Champions League shit. You got that vacay for free. You got the PJ. You got the PJ on command. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what he's gonna be doing with that. Don't Why you say how you feel about it, man. Cletus, <laughs> just a quick question for you, Cletus, and then I, the floor is yours. Um, okay, so has Neymar underachieved? Yes or no, and why? The only reason why I would say yes is because with this current age, I expected him to play at a higher level longer. I mean, that's that's why I would feel like he underachieved because we expect a little bit more and a more of a longevity. But if you again, like I just feel like there's just the stigmatism of like expectations and because not mad niggas is be hating. But again, if you put up his numbers against other niggas, like he's still gonna outrank them or be at the top. But because we didn't get what we wanted or expected out of him, yeah, we're gonna say, you know, it was a disappointment. For sure. And context matters with numbers also. Context matters with numbers because uh shout out to all the analytics homies that do this um they have a thing in basketball for example called pace so you can look at will chamberlain scoring 50 points in 1962 and adjust it to the pace in today's game and then you'll see those 50 points in today's basketball is really like averaging 34 points a game so yeah neymar's stats are amazing but he plays in a era where the game is faster he never played in a defensive league like how, uh, you know, Serie A was back in the day. He never even, when you look at La Liga, compared, look at La Liga when Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, R9 at Real Madrid, look at 2000s La Liga and how they played compared to how open it is now. So, yeah, the things are changing. So, yeah, his numbers are impressive and he's played very well, but. I mean, hey, man, you, like it's to me, it's 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 a disgrace. He's about to be Brazil's all-time leading scorer. But go ahead, Mike. Oh, oh damn! I, I I was just gonna say, like, you know, what I'm saying, Chris, I hear you on the. You know what I'm saying, he hasn't achieved what we wanted him to achieve. My thing is, bro. Technically, I understand with the injuries and everything like that, but technically, at what point do we start to hold the player accountable versus, like, what they say they do and what they what they actually do on the pitch? Like, you know what I'm saying? You can allude to how he's hurt every time when it's about to be, you know what I'm saying, old girl's sister birthday and shit like that. But it's like, you know other players who take it more serious, who are investing in their body, you can tell, like, you know what I'm saying, the fitness training, this and that, third. And then on top of that, on top of that, hold on, hold on. On top of that, on top of that, bro, I also don't think, like, me personally, like, I do think, like, right now, Neymar just trying to collect the check, right? Because me personally, if I'm if I'm Neymar's age, okay, I've gotten hurt. But bro, I'm taking the pay cut after all the money that I've made, bro. I'm willing to take like a a, a, a slight little pay cut to play in the prem or play somewhere else or go back to my league. He could have still done that. Like Neymar's not washed by any means necessary. No, see, 
I need niggas in this chat or in this in this room to understand that Neymar is not washed. Neymar would never play in the Premier League. He has that's he, exactly, Neymar. That's, Neymar is too. I said La Liga. Designer, yeah, it's Neymar. Too, nah, I said La Liga. Nah, he's and it's too fragile. Let's be honest. Bro, right? He like, can't stay healthy. Neymar, like they're saying, Neymar is a designer player, bro. His style of play does not fit the Premier League. And even if he came to the Premier those League, those niggas never went to England. England. If you look at the history, yeah, Ronaldinho, be, Ronaldo, they don't, play, they don't go to England, man. That's why I said England like, don't got no champagne players, but that's another story mm. for another day. And the other thing, too, like, I feel like with Neymar going to England, bro, it's just going to be another media circus of a Cristiano 2.0. Yeah. Who's looking for a villain or looking for the the guy to make out to be the, the, talk, the talk of the topics and if you have Neymar in your league, they're going to be all oh, Neymar this, Neymar that. And I'm pretty sure right now what he wants is just, just to be chill, not to deal with all that extra stuff. So you yeah. can't say he could take a pay cut and come to no, – I mean, I, like, I, I, I mentioned no. England, but I also mentioned, like, I'm also mentioned La Liga, bro. He didn't want to – hey, Barcelona yeah, didn't want him back. They, he burned the bridges. He burned bridges at Barcelona. He, no one wants they, him, bro. That's why he went to Saudi Arabia. Last minute, Barca is trying to make shit happen, but like financially, they can't afford it either. So it's like he's too expensive for a lot of the teams in the world to buy right now. And it's kind of a last minute thing to try to get a signing of Neymar's caliber done within the next couple of days. Like it's something he's supposed to be working on throughout this whole summer. So the way he's looking at it is I, I could go to other teams around Europe, but financially, niggas not going to be able to support me or pay what I want. Cool. Realistically, PSG don't want me here either. I've tried to be calm about it, but they don't want me. So the next option for me to get the money I want to play somewhere where I have less pressure on me and focus on whatever it is I need to do and get ready for the World Cup or just be fit, I could go there and make the bread and do what I want to do. And after that, look at the game board again and go somewhere else. Like, I don't think Neymar, like, going there is the worst of the worst of worst. Yes, we're disappointed, but it's like, when you're looking at the rest of the market, bro, let's be realistic. Niggas cannot afford Neymar for what he is right now. Like, him and Mbappe are just on too high of, of a earnings to just be like, oh, we're about to go to a different team within two, three weeks left of the transfer window. Like, there's a lot that's supposed to be going on in the back end before a deal like that gets completed, bro. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, Neymar's legacy, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I'm along the lines with you, Dan, uh, in the sense um, his initial contract to PSG paved his path towards prostitution. So with that, his legacy is uh, it's, it, it's what he made it to be. It sucks that he was injured at times. Um, wish more would have happened in Champions League. Could have had that. World Cup, maybe. But if he didn't have that that large contract over his head, that large price tag, he probably would have been able to go to a different designer club and maybe ch chase the Champions League in different fashion. So yeah. sucks for him. But now he, he's getting his money. <laughs> he's paid. For sure. You know. Now we got list of top five players, five top five attackers, you know, in the post Messi Cristiano era, roughly starting around 2008. 
when Cristiano won his first Ballon d'Or and then Messi won his first Ballon d'Or 2009. So starting in that era, we each had a list. Go ahead, Anthony. Let me go first since I'm the the more novice out, out of the group. In, All right, uh, start from five to one and make it more dramatic for the streets. Five to one? Okay. Um, wow. So five, I'm going to go with Benzema. Number five. All right. Also in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, number four, I have Luis Suarez. Okay, okay. Number three, I have Lewandowski. Nice, okay. Number two, I have Mbappe. Mm. See, I didn't put him in this one because I'm like, I felt like he's in another generation, but I, I respect it though. I kind of felt like I put him like in the 2016 class, like him, Holland, and um, Vinicius. That's the new class. But mm-hmm. now I respect it though because he's already a historic player. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And then number one, I have Neymar. I dig it. I dig it. So after all that, after after paving the way for prostitution, he's still the Don. I respect yeah, it. That's okay. real. That's real. <laughs> that's real. Cletus, what, what's your list, man? You know that's going to have the streets high. Yeah, now, for some reason, I can't even pull this one up on my phone right now. But um, Oh, is that guy he, trying to help you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I got, I got a lot of things going on over here. I got Levy. I got Luis. I got um it depends if we want to classify him within this group. Uh Thomas. Um what Thomas is number three, or you didn't you didn't rank him? No, no, no. There's no there's no ranking with him. Uh, that's that's too much. That's because yeah, yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to have a <laughs> Um I will also add because even though they're midfielders, I do want to add either Kroos or Luka to that to that lineup. Because if you look at it, they've played in Champions League final, World Cup finals, um, and so forth. Um, yeah, bro. It's, it was hard for me to kind of come up with, like, other individuals. Uh, Kareem is on, is on the list, of course. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think that's that. And, and Neymar, but besides that, like... I still think Tony or Luca um, Madras deserve and mention it on the list. I hear you. They're more central midfielders, but hey, I hear you. My list, I got number five, Robert Lewandowski. Number four, Harry Kane. Yeah, I got him up there. He's special. He hasn't won anything yet, but I don't care. I've seen that brother do too much. If you're talking about making fucking chicken salad out of chicken shit that's harry kane for him to lead the league in goals three times and an assist and then you look at the styles the team that he has he's playing on even like look at how he helped son to lead the premier league in goals just with his game i think he's special all-time leading score for his club or tottenham his old club all-time leading score for his country he's special uh, number three, I got, I think that's where I got Neymar. Number three. 
Number two, Thomas Muller. And number one, I'm going with Luis Suarez. The only man that was as good or if not better than Cristiano and Messi at the height of his powers was that boy Suarez. Only people to score 40-plus goals in a La Liga season in the ever is Messi, Cristiano, Suarez. Barcelona thought he was dead. He went right. to Atletico, won them the league. My man also did something that Neymar never did. He won Copa America for his country. Also led them to the semifinal of a World Cup. Neymar never did that. Even he went to, man, Luis Suarez is so good. My man went to Brazil last year and won a title again. Then he went to his he own did. country. That's what I'm saying. He's he, too he next. Did. He did. Suarez. started crying. Yeah, Suarez to me, he's the best attacker outside of uh, Messi and Cristiano for this generation. So that's my number one. And hey, you see, I'm not biased because he did my country kind of dirty. But hey, I still give respect when it's due. But uh, Ephraim, what's your top five? All right, put me on the spot. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Well, I knew I was supposed to do it, but I honestly, it slipped my mind. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Um, hey man, you can make it. A, you can make yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a, not gonna do it. Order. Yeah, you could just do what Claytus did. Yeah, just show love. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm just gonna make it a, not no order at all, right? Suarez, absolutely, he's coming in there. He's definitely one of the top strikers uh, that I that I'm. Yeah. Uh, Robert Lewandowski. I'm gonna give him some love. Um, let's see. Uh, Kareem Benzema as well. Um, I'm gonna give it to our boys Zlatan. Why not? I'm gonna give show him some love. I know he hasn't won a Champions League, but I'm gonna give him some love anyway. And to round it out, um, man, that's tough. Oh God. Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, shit. Hey, I'm going to give it to Sergio Aguero. Show you oh, I'm there not, you uh, go. Yeah, show you I'm not biased. I'm going <laughs> to give it to Sergio. Sergio. <laughs> Shout out to Kun Aguero. For sure. Dang, hold on. Wow, I just realized. Whoa, I didn't say, I didn't say no Africans' names. <laughs> I didn't say Salah or like my no Samuel Eto'o or nothing like yeah. that? Well, he's <laughs> old school. He's older. He's older. Eto'o, that nigga was playing in the 90s, man. Hey. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's when he made his debut. But uh, Marcus, what you got, man? Fuck, fuck y'all up. This is no order. And I'm just honestly going to go with five that y'all didn't name. Hazard, Robin, Wayne Rooney, Griezmann. And, I ain't, and I'm going to keep my Africans off my back, Mane. Shout out Frank Ribery too. You said Robin. I just think of Ribery as well, man. Yeah, just yeah. Hey, man. I thought I wrote an article back in the day about how Ribery should have won the Ballon d'Or in 2013. Hey, I, I rated Ribery highly. I wasn't just a numbers guy back in the day, man. I, I watched it all, but hey, I like that. Hey, it's good to show love to other people. So, hey, Neymar, maybe you didn't live up to our expectations, but you're still an all-time great. Might be the most talented footballer I ever got to see in terms of when I saw him at Santos. That's why I still think that's his peak because, hey, man, that brother was special over there. But, hey, 
Salute hey, to you. Hey, I hope. Remember I that hope, summer? Yeah. Huh? Remember that summer? Remember the summer when he was before the World Cup? Me, you, uh, and T, the way we were speaking on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Highlights. He yeah. was he was in in the suites all day watching Neymar highlights. Hitting yeah, gas, okay? man, it was crazy. That's how, that's how much he was rating the boy. Yeah, man. And then Ronaldinho was in the league, so I was geeked watching Ronaldinho still play and watching. Remember when Seedorf went down there? Oh my god, hey. But that's another story for another. Yeah, the Brazilian league used to be hot, man. Now it's just a place for us to scout kids and wait for them to turn 18 to come to Europe. It's a shame. But <laughs> you know one league that's trying to get better? The MLS. And Marcus, it's still League Cup season, right? because we're going to have a quick MLS minute. Messi watch, as you know, today, I I can't even say the fix is in, but Clay, go ahead and let them boy know that the fix is in, man. We looked at early goals from Messi, from others, MLS guys, y'all don't know how to stop free kicks? I'm just saying, bro. Like, it's a lot of questionable things going on. But I think MLS got smart this week. They saw that the Philadelphia Union are top five in the Eastern Conference. And they are going against the bottom of the woodshed into Miami. And they are getting washed, Okay. The result tonight was 4-1, okay? Messi will be in the final. The narrative will be switching, okay? If he gets his silverware, he got it before Ronaldo. Ah, Cristiano got it. Cristiano won a cup, too. Cristiano won a cup, too. He just won Yeah, but it's going to be second year. Yeah, but it's going to be second year. Oh, oh, he had to wait for the other. Oh, no. You know how the game go. We Americans, bro. They gonna make they gonna big up anything that's going on over here. But yeah, hey, next man. week we back with some real games. But shit, and next week we're gonna have a, a real topic. It's gonna be MLS versus Saudi. Because the Saudi League is the Saudi League is Dan gave me an update. They have a Fox deal. Unfortunately, that may mean we have to watch Alexis Lawless. Sorry if you don't know who that is. <laughs> Google American, that. <laughs> yeah, American soccer legend. Hey man, one of the building blocks of American <laughs> soccer, man. You can't. You but can't is it worth it? <laughs> is it worth it though? To listen to him, hey. Hi, man. Hey, I already told y'all for years. I watch sports on mute. Just, just join me, man. It's, it's, it's tight. <laughs> Hey man, I've been two hey. years in that. Hey, I've been two years in that. Y'all, y'all are doing that, Mike. Yeah, I will been I watch my it thing for years. Hey, I be listening to podcasts. I be listening to music. Woo! If hey, it's a good, if it's man. a good broadcast team, then I'll listen. Like Chris Hudson, I'll listen oh, to him. Man. 
I'll listen to uh, what's my man in the NBA. Uh, well, they well never mind. Oh, yes, do it for all sports. Yes, what? they got rid of my man Mark Jackson. So oh, yeah, they, they got rid of everybody on ESPN. Mike yeah. say, they Mike purge, say, what I is mean. what is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman gonna tell me? Oh, that was a tough throne. Hey, I don't care, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what plays people with the uh, commentating down. That's pretty cool too. Yeah, 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 man. Hey, I grew up watching Liga MX. I didn't know what they were saying, so I. All I needed a year was goal, goal, goal. You know, that's all we needed back in the day. They didn't need all those other words they be using. Oh, man. I mean, bro, they just fired. This is random, but the Baltimore Orioles fired a broadcaster for being critical of the team, and he didn't even say anything crazy. Yeah, I heard about that. Isn't that it's crazy? Just, yeah, it's just it's too much, too he much. He was reading yeah. stats. Yeah, yeah that's all he was doing. <laughs> he got fired for, for telling the truth. That's what happens in the, today's era. Media is too much of PR and media. So that's why, like, these broadcasters aren't even critical. So what am I going to hear? Well, like, when you see a quarterback stinking it up, look at Tony Romo. Oh, man, that was tough. I wish he could have done something better. Man, rip him. But they don't want to do that. So it's like there's no even value to hearing these broadcasters. I will give Troy Aikman credit. He does rip people. I don't like Yeah, he's been fuck. trying. I, he's been him. trying more. I think people have been telling him, yeah. like, you got to be more aggressive because, you know, I get Tony Romo. He retired recently, but Troy Aikman, these kids don't know you, bro. Diss him. Yeah. Tony yeah. Romo. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I had a conversation with, I think it was Cletus and um, Jamar back when we were at the school together. I was like, bro, imagine if, like, like of niggas had nigga comment commentary on on sports instead of like these old white men. I used to always say that. I mean, Clay, I don't know if you remember, but I always, used to, especially for football, I'm like, bro, imagine like Snoop Dogg or somebody like that, like you know what I'm saying, on the other end, like you know what I'm saying, you know, kind of being like an MC to the joke. Should have been, it have been, it have been tough, but yeah, now everyone's getting fired. People aren't overly critical. Niggas are scared to say someone is ass because then somebody gonna come and try to attack more Twitter. Mm. I mean, look, I feel like what's the name was overly critical and people used to come at him. Uh, 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 Shannon Sharp, Uncle Shay Shay. Yeah, but they didn't let him call games. They don't let Shannon uh, Stephen A call games. They know who to <laughs> let call games and who not because some people you it can't filter you. But hey, man, <laughs> we could get. I think that'll be a fun topic for the future too, like best broadcasting teams. But uh. Hey, man, before we go, you know what we got to do? Champagne goal of the week. Let's start with you, Clay. What you got? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it to that boy, you know, the freak, Erlen Holland. that second goal when he dropped back. Yeah, that, that was a focus goal. He's the next boy. For sure. Shout out to Erlen Holland. I'm going to give it to Danny Almo. I'm going to just say his hat trick was a baller effort. But you know what the goal is. Might even win the Puskas, man. Spinning between two homies, back healing the ball to get out the way, and then nutmegging the goalie, masterpiece. One of the best goals I've seen in recent memory. Sure. For sure. Uh, that would be my goal of the week. That shit was hard. <laughs> Mike, say, what's that's your champagne goal of the week as well? That was my champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, that I, think, I think I hit the chat. I yeah, it was yeah, it was too geek, man. It was too geek. Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm gonna go with the Danny Olmo goal. 
that that second one that was that was beautiful real real spin doctor stuff he almost uh <laughs> he actually must have he has a doctorate in spin doctor real talk yeah yeah hey, I, I hear you marcus champagne go the week hey man it was a lot of talk when city was up about how silver doing this silver doing that no 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 let's give some respect to that McAllister pass to Salah, the freak, the crazy touch my boy put, the freak he put on Le- Levi, and then Lucho sticking his baby toe out there just for a goal. That shit is champagne, man. <laughs> I respect it. Whoa, why you looking in like that, Anthony? You didn't you didn't know about that goal? I didn't know about it. That yeah. highlight must be only on the Liverpool channels. Oh, it's <laughs> hidden. It's underground. Hey, it man. Didn't even pull up on my Bleacher Report feed on world football, Premier, Premier League football. Hey, it just didn't pull up at all. So, hey, man. Hey, well, yeah, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a it was a it was a it was a good call. Um now the way that, he's that, stuttering that, lets that you know pass. it's a banger. No, that pass, like I think it's the pass, bro. It's the pass. It's not the goal, bro. Where yeah, yeah, the pass yeah, yeah. Pass yeah. yeah. Both passes. The meat was there. I didn't think. I didn't think. Yeah, but that assist pass. That's assist pass, bro. That's what does it. I didn't even think that was possible. I'm thinking like that was beautiful. Somebody hit the ball. Yeah, like, I got it. Bro, nah, bro. That's that shit with soccer, bro. That's what I be saying. Like, I need more people to start watching soccer. Like, y'all not. Hey, because it's Mike, like you said, sometimes it's the pass, man. It ain't even the goal. Pass, bro. That pass like, from Salah, I can't look objectively. One of the best and, passes. And, and it's the way it's the way he passed it. It wasn't like, oh, it's a pass. It, he was, it was running beautiful. down a line. Yeah. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left pass. Yeah. I didn't know that was coming. Nobody knew <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah sure, no doubt. It sure. was, yeah. It was hard, bro. Hey, hard. check out that goal, Anthony. Hey, you, you might, you might, might, you might enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that likes the pass. I like the setup. I like yeah. the pass. Hey, man, hey man, it'll be on Doyle. It'll be on Doyle Ways YouTube on Friday. So you know, <laughs> Ephraim, you said your champagne goal of the week already. Nah, but I'll make it quick and easy. Is uh Tanali his debut goal? Oh yeah. Year. But hey, he might not want to live up in Newcastle. Hey, but that was a sweet goal he got for his first one. So uh it was. I'm gonna give it to him six minute, got that joint rocking. It. it was seen a rap it. I'm about to watch it right now. Oh, it was hey, a banger. Man, it was sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great debut goal. In he could have had a hat trick low key. He could have had an action. Yeah, he, he was going on sick runs. Hey, and by the way, yeah. Newcastle is my other team. Y'all Claytis taught me you can have more than oh, one team. I need some oil money too. Ephraim, come on, man. <laughs> In the you same mean, league, though. Come on, bro. I thought you was going to Madrid. Right, thank you. Nah, right, exactly. uh, them niggas, they don't really got money. That's why Mbappe be looking at him sideways, man. I'm going where Mbappe goes. That's my little big brother, man. I don't know, man. So until then, I'm going to be with the oil money because Chelsea's spending too much money. We can't we can't compete with that. So I need to go need to go call a sheep. Hey, sorry, it is what it is, man. But uh, in the club, all stars, Claytis, who you in the club with this week outside of Harry Kane teaching him German? Yeah, yeah. First listen, going good, you know. But you know the Chelsea boys outside, you know, backing up league, not looking like shit. 
So we outside. We that draw got that. Whoa, 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 they shooting in the club? What's going on? Get low. It's coming through. 42's coming through. Yeah, it's calm. We outside, Mike. Tell them. Hey, man, I don't want to go to that club, hey, man. Hey, man, that used to happen a lot in the 757. If you know, you know. We don't need that no more. Please. Mike say, who are you in the club with, man? Outside of the gunshots. <laughs> I'm in the club with. Um, yeah, bro, I would have to say Chelsea. I got to roll with the guys, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got to roll with the guys. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's looking up and up. Niggas is, looking, niggas is smiling a, little, a lot more, and I like it. And, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think niggas is ready to make some noise. I mean, at the end of the day, bro, I feel like as, as a club like Chelsea, a 12th place finish is the worst that could happen. I don't want to jinx anything, but so I feel like hey, everything else is up from here. Now it doesn't have to be no spectacular. Nobody's saying no crazy shit. Okay. But coming back into European football is important. I think that's the thing that's happening. So I'll ride with the guys this week. I think it out there. Ephraim, who are you in the club with, man? I'm going to bring in all the debut goals of the weekend. Everybody that scored. It was a lot of Drew Bellingham scored this first game. I mean, uh, it was two of them in that Newcastle game, uh, Diaby and uh, Tanali. Tanali yeah. yeah, so I'm going to give a, give a shout-out and give Brandon come up to the club with me, all the people that scored a goal for their new clubs. I like that. I like that. Marcus, who you in the club with? I ran it on them earlier, so I'm not even gonna fool with them guys this week, man. I'm I'm using some oil money. I'm using some of that chic money. Stevie G, thing on Jordan, y'all boys come party with me. Y'all just beat Asadio Mane out in the team yesterday. Ronaldo out here getting hurt while you getting silverware. Hey, you at the bottom of the league, big dog. So hey, Hendo, Stevie. Let pull up, bro. Let be captains in the goddamn on in the club that week, man. Hey, man, that was that shit had me weak because I I told y'all, man. All I see is Sadio Mane hugging and dapping up people. I don't really see him shooting, scoring nothing. So the highlight I saw from that match, Marcus, was the was the walking through and dapping up people, and he was smiling, ready to see Hendo. Hendo say, "Yeah, all right, nigga, I'm locked in. It's game time. I'm about to smoke you, niggas." Hendo didn't rate him. He from you should have seen hey. it. Money was disgusted. Then they got cooked. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a, there's a clip on, on on Twitter. I'm gonna see if I can find it. I didn't like it, but bro, you know when the nigga tried to dap you and he was looking straight. Yeah. He came in for a hug. Yeah, oh, smiling. Hug. And and Hendo was looking forward. Yeah, I'll see you later, boy. Hey <laughs> man, I'm in the club this week with uh. All the brothers that got hurt, that tore the ACLs, man. Come sit down with me. Timber, Adder Militao, Tyrone Mings, all my boys getting injured. Have a seat with me in the club. You can bring your cr- you can bring your crutches with you. Bring your wheelchair. Cool we'll bring the class bottle class to you. Cool oh, yeah, and Cuckoo. Hey, he's sitting so- down with us. Sit down all-stars, man. Shout out to all those boys, man. Shout out to Neymar. I heard he's bringing his private plane to come sit down with us because you know he's going to get hurt in February. So, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Anthony, who you in the club with? Yeah, man, it's funny. Uh, 
I'm in club hospital as well. Um, but I was more focused on I was I'm in. Oh yeah, room, Kevin is here with KB us too. Is. He's drinking milk yeah, though. Yeah, I'm, he didn't I'm, want to drink champagne man, I'm, with us. I'm, I'm there. I'm there giving him the apple juice. You know, maybe that 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 doctor that that cafeteria sandwich. You know, what I'm saying may get some potatoes on the side. You know, you know the food be a height and a hospital. You know, what I'm saying so. Yeah, but I, I'm in the club with him, man. Hope he gets better. For the show. Well, hey, this has been another exciting episode. Salute to Mike for pulling up as always. It's not going to be the last time as well because we definitely got some more things working, especially after the transfer window. Hey, but it was fun. Mike, are you going on vacation too, or is it just Clay that's getting out of here? No, no, no. I'm buckled down, bro. Oh, okay. You going this year? I'm going this year. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's what's up. All right, hey, man. Like always, I appreciate you guys for having me. Always a pleasure, man. Always great talking with y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, boys. For sure. Champagne soccer, you already know what it is. Keeping y'all on the toes, man. The season is already. We here. The beautiful part of the game will always be discussed, and we're going to open up more things about it, like how Anthony said, hey, man, let's talk about the beautiful things outside of the goals, like half spins and falling. You got to mention those beautiful things. I didn't even mention Martinelli spinning and losing the ball and creating a goal. Shout out to all the spinners that don't know how to keep the rock. All right, we're going to hold it down for y'all. But before we leave, what we got to do, Marcus? Keep them pinkies up, man. Catch y'all next time.